Thank you for listening to the Unification Podcast. This is the first episode and I am talking today uh, to my very own sister Vicky about anxiety. I decided to do this really for selfish reasons, so I understand it better. Yeah. Which, okay, it's selfish, but it's not at the same time no. because, um, you know, um, in the job that I do, you have to deal with all different people, and, um, you know, sometimes you you you'll get someone who's very anxious about things, and as someone who's not really that anxious as a person. Yeah. It's difficult for me to deal with that sometimes. Yeah. Um, because I don't understand it, which is really the whole point of this podcast is, yeah. is for me to understand various different things. Um, it just so happens that you yourself um, have dealt with it. And yeah. you've dealt with it, if you don't mind me saying, you've dealt with it to an extreme as well, haven't you? Yes, I have. I don't think it's, uh, it's uh, you know, unfair to say that. Um, so uh, at what age did you first notice signs of anxiety? Um, I was seven years old um, wow that's really young yeah so I became very clingy with my mum okay I um went sort of from nursery was fine would go like nursery fine infants fine when I got to junior school um my mum used to have to come into the school playground wait with me until like it was time to go in I would cry I wouldn't want to sort of leave her um, and the teacher literally had to sort of drag me in and I'd still be crying like in assembly. Um, I sort of would get really anxious that something would happen to my mum. If oh. she was on her own, sort of, I'd think the worst thing possible, like someone what might sort attack of things her or, um, yeah, even just the slightest little thing. She didn't very often go out, but mm. if she was in the car, I'd be like, oh, make sure that you lock the doors and sort of a very young age to worry about things like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, that's almost like your brain's like going overdrive on things. Always um, jump into like worst case scenario. Definitely. Which I think as human beings, we do that a little bit anyway, don't we? Like we'll always think like, oh, you know, I don't really want to go out clubbing tonight because, you know, someone got stabbed a month ago down there and do I really want to be the next one? So we always do jump to the worst case scenario, don't we? Yeah. Um, But that is obviously to an extreme of... All the time. Definitely. Yeah. Because everybody does suffer with anxiety. Yeah. Um, but the difference is a lot of people can brush it off and forget about it, whereas people with anxiety can't. It's a constant thing that's constantly going on. Yeah. Uh, whereas someone could just find it is easier just to forget about it. Yeah, yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, did you find, um, did you feel a bit anxious about doing this today? Yeah. I yeah, did. because one thing I did see um, when I was doing a bit of research, because, you know, I'm a proper <laughs> podcaster now, um, that public speaking is one of the things that people struggle with. Yeah. And obviously, although this, well, it is and it isn't, because obviously at the minute, we're just it's just us talking into microphones, um, but it's the knowing that it's going to be listened to by at least six people. Yeah. Free <laughs> um, school, I hated speaking in public my school report used to be like shy doesn't put a hand up in class doesn't really Mm. say anything um but yeah there's been times through like school through college that we've had to 
um, speak in front of people and I'd try and get like the littlest thing possible to say even school plays I would go for a role that you didn't have to speak Yeah. and then my teacher decided that they were going to make us say something little and even the littlest thing I would worry and panic over and still forget it really? yeah so even if it was just like a couple of words? yeah it was. Just... I think it was something like I, I saw a suspicious looking garden gnome over there and that's all it was and I'd just go over and over and over and still forget it, still worry yeah Right, because, like, I kind of, I actually, now, listening to that, right, I kind of wonder now if I've actually got more of an anxiety than I realised, because, um, although I don't now struggle with um, public speaking, yeah, doesn't bother me, you know, if you go get up there and say something in front of thousands of people, I'd give it a go, Yeah. whether it was good or not, I don't know, um, but when I was, when I was younger, um, I would, I'd be really worried, like, like you said about school plays, like, I would, in rehearsals, you know, like, who wants to do this bit? Yes, yeah, me, 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 I'll do it, I'll do yeah. it. But then when it came to the night, I would do everything to get out of it. Yeah. Would you say that was like a, a form of anxiety? Yeah, or is definitely. that just? No, that is a form of anxiety. Because um, like I say, uh, sort of knowing from it that everyone does get it, and it's normal to get it. Yeah. It is kind of a normal thing. But when it starts to sort of keep doing it and controlling your life, that's when you know that it is, like, yeah. full anxiety and not just sort of worry. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's a bit of a fine line there, ain't there? Of, yeah. you know, I'm a bit worried about it to that's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's difficult um, to, to convey because, obviously, I only know what I found online, Yeah. really. But, yeah, like you said, everyone has a form of it, whether it be very mild or, in, you know, worst-case scenarios where you you just... It's all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, was there, like, anything um, in particular that triggered these feelings in you when you were seven? Or was it, like, a series of things that happened? Or? Um, I think it was, like, a series of things um through like people sort of leaving i'm not going to mention any names sort of to start with no keep anonymity <laughs> i like it um so i've always had that fear of people leaving me which i i still have now um and then my mum had a husband who um sort of was quite aggressive towards me i was yeah. three years old and he would um kick my toys around uh, shout at me and he was like a big big man so he didn't have to like hit me but he'd scare me and I always remember one day he trapped me in my room and held the door so I yeah. couldn't get out so then that made me scared of men that yeah. made me then become clinging to my mum yeah. because I was scared of men I wouldn't go around my friends houses because I think all men are kind of the same and I'd always if I did I'd be like is the dad going to be there because in my head, that's what they were all like. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a different kind of things that have happened sort of in the past that's kind of made it come forward of yeah. anxiety. So that was, obviously, that was a, a huge, 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 huge thing yeah. that <laughs> almost kicked it off, really. Yeah. That sort of triggered it, and you went, oh, no, is, is every man like this? Yeah. And like you said, it wasn't necessarily that he was particularly... 
um, violent towards you, no. but his demeanour and how he acted yeah. caused those feelings to sort of bubble up to the surface yeah. to a point where you were then scared of men. Yeah. Wow. See, although I knew this obviously a little bit about you, yeah. and I, I knew this story to a certain extent, I obviously I didn't know like the full extent. Yeah. So again, this, this is what this pod, podcast is like. It's, in, it's amazing, man. So, yeah. See, that's for someone like me who I've I haven't had to obviously deal with that. That's not something, you know. And thank the Lord, um, I've not had to deal with anyone like that. Yeah. Um, in that situation, because obviously, you know, in your house, that's where you should feel the safest. Yeah. Well, you should feel safe anywhere, but do, do you know what these days? Pff, we'll get into that later. But at home is where you should feel like the most safe, the most secure. That's where you should feel like that warm feeling inside. You know, where you should yeah. always feel like, oh, do you know, what? I'm all right here. The doors locked. The windows are locked. <sighs> you know, this is this is what it's meant to be. Yeah. And then to have someone like that in your house. That must have been, like, excuse the French, but fucking terrifying. It was. But luckily, I had a supportive mum that kind of other stuff went on, sort of, with her life and him. But she was that supportive, and she recognised, sort of, how he was with me. And I remember her saying, like, you don't turn her off. If she's done something wrong, I turn her off. Yeah. Um, but my mum has been, sort of, that rock. Um, she knew how bad I was with my anxiety that she wasn't getting into relationships for for years. It took years because yeah. she was like, it wasn't fair to bring anyone in to my life with how I was. Yeah, yeah. So not only does it, has it affected your life, it's affected yeah, your mum's life definitely. as well. Because obviously it's just you two. I don't know if you even know this actually, but like for me, um, I've been I've been lucky that I you know. The depressions and uh, depression, sorry, the anxieties that I have haven't been massively of note, really. Yeah. I've been quite lucky, I'd say. But one thing that has sort of plagued me, particularly in the last sort of, well, do you know what? I think I've dealt with it for a long time, but I, th- I think I've sort of fucked it off for a bit. Yeah. Um, until actually finally dealing with it recently, um, which is depression, right? Yeah. And. As part of the thing that I was doing to, to sort of research this was, is there a crossover with depression and anxiety? Now, depending what you believe and what you read depends on whether there is or not. Yeah. Um, have you had any anything with depression? Definitely. Uh, you yeah. have? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. No, I have. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> nice um, one. I found, like... With my anxiety, that yeah. it stopped me from doing everyday things. Yeah. And that I then got depressed from my anxiety. So yeah. it was like, whereas people like just get depressed, mm-hmm. it was my anxiety that was making me depressed because it was the same thing, day in, day out, living, no life. And um, So did it actually like completely stop you doing stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, so I've always sort of had therapy. Yeah. Um. I was put on... So I wasn't actually diagnosed with social anxiety until I was 13. Um, so you had, you had this for that long yeah. before anyone actually went, Yeah. this is what it is? Yeah. Um, I started... It started like I wasn't going to school. I didn't right. know why that I couldn't go to school. Um, 
sort of mum thinking, oh, typical kind of kid doesn't want to go to school, being naughty, sort of like yeah, yeah. not not wanting to go. And um, it sort of got like further, bless her. She tried everything to try and get me to go to school. Um, but I just, I knew that if I sort of don't get up, she can't force me. Like she can't physically drag me out the door. Um, and then it sort of got further and further into it. And I was just like, I remember the day and like my nan would come round and they're like, what, what's wrong? Why are you not going to school? And I literally remember going, crying and saying, I don't know nothing, I'm so dumb, I can't do this. And I remember they cried because I think they realised that it wasn't me just sort of disobeying them, saying, no, I'm not going to school. Yeah. There was a problem there. Yeah. Um, and I sort of, I remember that, and that's when I started to um, sort of go into it all um, and get some help with it. So yeah. it took a long time to... So was it that, um, you know, was it that sort of, uh, like, people around you didn't, like, understand like the full capacity of you know yeah. what was going on in your mind definitely that it took from the age of seven to the age of 13 for anything to really happen yeah about it i think it was just kind of like at that stage when i was like young just clinging every, every kid kind of gets clingy and i think yeah. people thought i'd just grow out of it and yeah. then i think it was like 13 years old is when it started fully sort of coming out of realizing oh i didn't know what it was um so I was just like, I just thought, well, I don't know what it is, like, what's wrong with me? And I remember them sort of saying, like, asking for my symptoms, did I avoid doing things? Did I um, fear of being judged? And I was like, yeah, it's exactly how I feel. And it's like, you've got something called social anxiety. And um, that's when I started to sort of know what it was about. Um, and then we sort of went into it all. And then because of how depressed I got from having it, I was put on medication, which I'm still on now. And I feel like it doesn't cure you. Medication doesn't nah. cure you, but it gives you a balance of being able to cope. Yeah, Because yeah. I've gone from sort of high doses to then thinking, oh, maybe my body's got used to it too much, mm. and then swapped medication to another one from a psychiatrist. Um, but then you realise um, I had my dose lowered, and I realised that it was helping me cope. Yeah. And you don't you don't realise, um, but when I it got lowered, I became angry. Uh-huh. Like I couldn't. I'm not an angry person. No. I was angry all the time, and then just couldn't cope. Was having breakdowns, and then realised. But this is helping me to be able to cope a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So. So, um, what uh, what medication they got you on? Oh, no, now it's got yeah. it's got so long names. <laughs> so is it is it an like an antidepressant or is it like a uh, anxiety? It's like a it's a I think a antidepressant. Yeah. Um, but a relaxation one as well. Okay. Um, I've been on all sorts of different ones. Yeah, yeah. I've tried where I think, like I say, my body gets too used to it. Yeah. But it's also meant to help you relax at night, as well. Oh. So it's sort of I take them at night. and It's supposed to. Um, sort of cure that. I also have another one that I'm can take. I haven't because I'm a little bit scared because you can get addicted to it. Um, oh, wow. But they said that if I am anxious and like at a certain stage, then I can take it. Um, but I got to the point where I was avoiding everything yeah. that made me feel that way that I didn't take them because it was just like I'm not in that situation. I just avoid it. Yeah, yeah. So. 
so like you said really the the medication although it, it helps it is literally just really masking yeah. the problem yeah okay cuz um one thing i um i i found it said um and you've had both you know in whatever form you've had both of these situations so i just wonder what your thoughts on this were uh, it said um that people uh with depression feel sort of empty which i agree with yeah. Um, and, and sort of don't feel anything when they're at the lowest. Yeah. You sort of just feel like a bit of a an empty shell. Yeah. Kind of don't want you don't want to do anything. No. Like you literally feel, nothing. You feel lonely, but you're not lonely because you have everyone around yeah. you. But you feel lonely, like you've got no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Because like, like I I I consider myself these days. You know, I consider myself very lucky. Yeah. Um. You know, I've got. We've got a massive family, haven't we? Definitely. <laughs> you know, so, you know, at no point could I ever really, actually, truly be lonely. Yeah, exactly. There's always someone that you can have a chat with, you know, whether you want to, you know, have a laugh with someone, there's there's someone yeah. you can talk to, you know. Um, so, you know, and obviously I've got Nat, who, bless her, like, without her, like, honestly, I, I, I'd be fucking dead, I think. So, I mean, yeah, I, I can never say... You know, realistically, you know, with the clear head that I've got today, yeah. I can never say I'm, I'm I'm lonely. Yeah. But when that when that fucking thing hits you, yeah, it's like you feel like you're just sort of on your own, like on yeah. a little desert island somewhere. Yeah. And it ain't even a nice one. It's no. like it's all grey and yeah, dark and raining and nothing can bring the sun out. Does, no. does that make sense? Definitely. And no matter how many people are supporting you, you still feel the same. Yeah. And then you feel bad because you feel lonely because you've got everyone around you and you don't want to upset people by saying, I feel lonely. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then I always found, um, or find, should I say, because obviously um, I'm the same in, in this situation. You know, I've got some tablets that they've put me on which masks the situation. Doesn't deal with it. No. By any stretch of the imagination, but it's got something and it sends you up through the roof for a little while. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was the point I was trying to make? Um, yeah, it's difficult um, to deal with that sometimes because you know, um, if you're like me, you forget to take them for a start, or uh, you remember to take the prescription into the doctor's and then, like I've done now, forgotten to pick them up and just thought, oh no, shit, I need to go get them. Um, but ultimately, it is just masking the, the the problem. Yeah. Do you think um, that more needs to be done about not just about depression but about anxiety as well? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because, um, like I can't remember the full statistic that I read, and I wish I wish that I'd have, I saved it, but for some reason I didn't. Um, that depression kills more men. In between the ages of eighteen and like thirty five than anything else, yeah, I'm in that category, yeah, I feel like for people think men should be manly and that they shouldn't experience things like depression, but it shouldn't be like that. everyone's no. human, everyone feels suffers with depression, but I hate the fact that it's like, oh, if you're upset for a man, you're not man enough, and I think that's yeah. wrong, yeah. That is what it's like, you know. I can't man up, you know. Be a man. But have, you don't have find, some bollocks. You don't find people saying that to women. So what's the difference? We're all human. 
Yeah. So I feel like perhaps men find it harder to speak about it more than women do because mm. people will just take the piss and be like, well, you're fine. And I feel because it's something you can't physically see. Um, I remember when I was diagnosed with depression and one of my uh, family members that I saw in town went, you don't look depressed. And I'm like, but what does depression look like? Am I supposed to question. be Am I supposed to be crying 24-7? Mm. Because it's not just all about emotions. It's like a blank emotion Yeah, yeah. as well. It's difficult, isn't it? Because everyone thinks, like, I've had the same. I've had the same. Well, you don't look depressed. Yeah. Okay. So what does depressed look like? Yeah. It's an interesting question, actually, that you've, you've raised there, because people expect you to, to look a certain way. Yeah. And that's not reality, is it? No. That's like, you know, in a film, if someone's got depression in a film, it's Definitely. depicted a certain way, because it has to be visual. Yeah. And depression in reality isn't. No. Not necessarily. I mean, obviously, people that know you will spot a, a, a difference, which, you know, for me, um, that's what ultimately led to me going and going to the doctors and, and yeah. actually being diagnosed was, now it was like, you know, I, I, I don't know what's happened, you know, I'm normally like this, bit of an idiot, quite high energy, yeah, quite loud-ish, and all of a sudden, I just, just went, it just, yeah. it was just gone, I had nothing, like, I wouldn't speak. I had nothing to say. What are you thinking? Nothing. Yeah. And at first I thought, you know, like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, you're thinking in your mind, like, what's, go- what's going on? Why, you know, there's that, everyone has that internal monologue, that voice. It sounds like yours and it tells you, like, it gives, it's almost like, uh, like, um, like director's commentary of what's going on. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this now. Yeah. Oh, look at that thing over there. Like, it's in your head all the time. It's always going. And that all of a sudden just disappeared. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking anything. No. I wasn't doing anything. And I didn't notice the problem until, uh, well, until Nat sort of said to me, like, you know, what's, what's going on? Why are you, yeah. you know, what? And I was like, nothing, I'm all right. I'm all right. That was always my thing, I'm all right. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, like you said about, you know, a man has to be a man. Yeah. You can't be depressed if you're a man. No, you can't cry if you're a man. And things like that. Why? Exactly. Why? Why That's, not? That, I think it's a very old, old-fashioned to think that, do you think? Yeah. It's very, you know, sort of 1940s, off-to-war kind of... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I also think in the side of mental health, um, some people are very old-fashioned with the fact that uh, I've been told that I'm just lazy, socially lazy. Yeah. Um, and that... I should be doing this, I should be doing that, from people that don't want to take their time to understand what it is. And I think that's the hardest. When you want to do all the things that you want to do, like working, having a life, and people are saying to you, but if you just do this, if you just do that, or you should be doing this, you should be out having a good time. And and it's like, but I want to, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. There's that, almost that sort of... uh mental block yeah where you think you know like i don't know if this is the same for you but for me like someone went right um two weeks today we're going somewhere yeah do you want to come yeah yeah that sounds great yeah yeah i'm up for that then when it comes to it i don't want to do that now why don't you want to do it don't know i just don't feel like it for me i will call anxiety my example is a brick wall so there'll be days 
where I don't know why, and I think this is the worst, when you don't know why you feel the way you do, because yeah. if you know knew why you feel the way you do, you can maybe narrow it down, break it down, and be like, well, okay, it's this, but sort of thinking about it. But I have days where it feels like there's a brick wall on that front door, and that I can't go. I'll say yes, yeah. because I don't want to disappoint people, but I'll as it gets nearer and nearer, I'll be like, my, like I call it a, like a little voice, saying in my head, you don't want to do this. You want to stay at home. You want to sleep. Yeah. And it sort of niggles in your head. And then you let it win. Because it's easier to do that. It's easier to avoid than face these sort of scary feelings. Yeah. 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 I like that analogy of the, the brick wall. Like, you know, it just bricks you in. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You can't get through that then. No. Until something changes, whether it's because of medication or, you know, your situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be able to take that wall down but sometimes you can't just smash through it you've got to take it down brick by brick yeah and that can take ages yeah um one thing that um and you've probably had this yourself uh but one thing that always gets me um someone i worked with like years ago when this when this sort of first um became apparent i think it was um i took some time off work because the 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 depression like it was bad and like you said the brick wall came up basically I think that's the best. I think that's, I think that's brilliant that you've uh, described it that way. And uh, basically, I took a, I took a couple of days off work, and you, you know, and I was going to and from the doctors while they were. I had to answer these stupid surveys, you know. Yeah. How often do you think about this? And yeah. <sighs> horrible that is. I don't. I don't. I get why they do it because obviously, you know, they want to see how severe it is, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to go back in and tell this, the manager where I worked, um, that. Basically, I'd been off because of depression. Yeah. And he accepted it to start with. I was like, oh, okay, mate, you know, fine. And then a little bit later on in the day, he went, so uh, you've been feeling a bit sad, have you, mate? Because that's what people think it yeah, is. people think that. Oh, you've been a bit sad? Feeling a bit sad, are you? No, yeah. I'm not feeling anything. No. Literally nothing. No. And, like, I was doing... So at the minute, I'm doing a assessment thing at work for mental health. And I was reading about sort of the depression and depression, sort of when people, what annoys me the most is when people use depression as a label. They've had a bad yeah. day, I'm depressed. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend's dumped me, I'm depressed. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that. And I you're feel upset. like, uh, yeah, you're upset, you're sad, it goes away. Like, yeah. um, and that does frustrate me because I feel like saying to them, you should feel like what depression is. Depression is not nice. It's not just, oh, I'm sad. Yeah. It's something that you're stuck with and just doesn't go away, like, if you're upset. And it does... I feel like people throw around mental health labels all the while. Yeah, yeah. And it frustrates you because when people go for it, it's like, you don't know what it's like. No. No, that's it. These people that do say that, oh, I'm depressed, like, oh, got to work late today, I'm so yeah. depressed. You're not. You're annoyed at yourself. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah, and those feelings will go by the end of the day. Yeah, you think, you know, oh, well, I was late. I'm going to get doubled 20 quid out of my wages, whatever. Yeah. That's it. Nothing you can do about it now. It's finished. No. You're not depressed. You're just annoyed. Yeah. Whereas depression is very much, uh, for me, um, you can't, I can't sometimes, I can't even tell you what's triggered it. I might just wake up that morning and it's just there and it's just... You know, I've got nothing to say. I've got, you know, no thoughts, no feelings. I'm just there. I'm just this, like, empty shell 
just there in bed, just thinking nothing. Yeah. And that's hard to uh, convey to people sometimes because sometimes people think that, like, depression, there's got to be something to trigger it. Yeah. And it's not always. No. Sometimes it just hits you. Yeah. Sometimes you just wake up and it punches you right in the mush. Definitely. And you just sort of wake up and go, oh, this is life now. And that's it. Yeah. So it's difficult when people were, like you said, throwing around labels of, you know, I'm depressed. Oh, don't really want to go to the work party. I'm ang- I've got anxiety. When actually, they just don't want to go. Yeah. You know? So when you've actually got it, it does, it sort of has, um, like, it's sort of been reduced a little bit to a, a thing of, oh, are you sad? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. That's, and that that's the thing, like, so when I read that about, um, you know, people with depression feel empty um, and, and or, or just don't feel anything um, when they're at the lowest start, I agreed with that. But the bit I wanted to ask you about, because obviously this isn't something I know about, uh, it says people with anxiety um, feel everything um, and feelings are heightened. Um, would you say that was true? Definitely. So that must be a bit of a vortex for you then, because if you've got both, yeah, you're feeling nothing but everything at the same time. Yeah, is that um, fair? Fair to say? Yeah. So I'd say that sort of with anxiety, you worry about everything, everything possible. You think the worst situation possible. So um, for me, it was like meeting new people. I'd think they'd judge me straight away. I'd think that they wouldn't like me, so therefore I'd just avoid it, like, completely. I wouldn't go, because I was just like, yeah. what's the point? Um, you feel like when you're out in public that everyone's judging you as well. Um, so like this person looks at you, and you think, that they're, they're judging me. I mean, I can't say much. I've got bright orange hair. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've also been quizzed of... Um, why have you got bright orange hair and dressing your 50 stuff if you don't want to be centre of attention? And I'm like, but why should I let anxiety beat me yeah. for doing something that I love? Therefore, it's won. Yeah, all right. And I therefore, like I don't want it to win. I want to be who I am hmm. and not let anxiety take over. Ah, oh, I like that. <laughs> like, you're taking a stand yeah. against this thing that's held you back for so long. Yeah. And now you've gone... No, do you know what? Fuck you. I'm I'm doing yeah. what I want to do now. I must admit, I like to that. start with, when I first sort of had bright hair and was experimenting with, like, rockabilly stuff, yeah. I didn't like people staring at me. Because people do. If you don't dress the norm, people yeah. will stare at you. Um, and I was just like, but why should I worry about what people think? Yeah. I still get people now, like, say stuff and sort of, like, little remarks. Like, I remember when I first got my orange hair, we were in a queue... Um, my mum was with me and this old lady literally I could lip read said something about my hair and she didn't wait until she got out of the shop she said it to her husband he turned around and I think to myself why if you had that opinion why not wait till you get out of the shop what does it affect the yeah. other people if I have orange hair who cares right yeah like they're not me I'm not doing it to please everyone else but no. also you feel like you are trying to, with anxiety to try to be the best, trying to sort of, so everyone likes you, that you, you just worry so much yeah. about everything. Yeah. And so it's just as easy to avoid things. Right. And that again, that comes back to that brick wall again, yeah. don't it? So it's like, uh, you're, 
worry is the brick wall. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Oh, wow, that's amazing, that. Because, um, yeah, like, that that like that situation you were just saying about, about the, the, the lady with the in the shop and that, that happens a lot, don't it? Like, if, you know, even just a person who doesn't have anxieties, you know, if they're just wearing something a bit different, like maybe they've got a bit of a daft hat on or something yeah. like that, um, and it's just something they like, like wearing. Yeah. People do that, don't they, People now? People judge. They go, oh, look at his hat. What's he got on his head? And I experienced this yesterday, right? It wasn't me personally, but I was in uh, a fast food restaurant. I won't say the name. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, a lady came in, an older lady, and yeah. she had, a, like, a, a fur hat on. And I'll be honest, it looked like she had a cat on her head. Yeah. But there was a, a group of, like, men, like, proper men, you know, then sort of builder-type blokes. Yeah. Other-type blokes are available. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and they were sort of, like... You know, it started off as sort of, oh, look at that, look at that, between them. And then one of them just go, oh, look at her hat! Like that. And I thought, no need for that. No. I've looked at her hat and gone, oh, look at her hat. Yeah, if you want to sort of keep it between you, I don't think there's no need to single people out for the way they no. look. No, it's, um, I think, like, it's, it's, it's surprising, actually, like, in, in this day and age, because... Everyone wants to be unique. Everyone wants to be different, don't they? Yeah. So when, like, there's people that do that, it, it does amaze me, really. And it makes you wonder where their, uh, like, their prejudices end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If You know, pre- <laughs> prejudice is probably a strong word, really. But, like, you know, if they're going, oh, you know, look at her hair. What else are they going, oh, look at that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, oh, look at her hat. You know, are they then going, oh, you know, look at their yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, whether it be a religious thing or uh, a racial thing. You know, does it end? Does it just end with, you know, um, like, appearance? Does it yeah. just end with, look at their at? Yeah. Or does it, you know, does it stretch further? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. You know, in, and, and in this day and age, uh, you know, where we are in this world, where people are expressing themselves in billions of different ways, ways that you couldn't even imagine, yeah. ways that you couldn't even understand. It, You've just got to be a lot more, like, sensitive to these things, do you think? Yeah. Um, in that you don't, you know, you don't want to... Like, I'd never wish to actually, you know, single people out. I know, like, you, you know me, you know, I like to muck around and have a bit of a laugh and, you know, wind people up. Yeah. But I'd never let it go to a level where it sort of almost becomes, like, bullying. Yeah. Um, because I've been bullied, and I know firsthand that's not nice. No. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that... It does... In a way... Uh, it, it Well, it does, it does actually shock me, because it's like that. But then, do you think, uh, like, people, particularly of the older generation, are a, a little bit still like that anyway? Yeah. Um, you know, in, like, their day, yeah. people didn't have bright orange hair, people didn't no. have hats that looked like cats. And... But I also had a few old ladies that have said to me, like, I love your hair, like, you're so brave to have it. And she was, and some of them said, like, I would have loved to have that colour. Yeah. So there also is a side where there is people that do... I get a lot of compliments, but there's also the side of judge, like being judged for yeah. for my appearance. 
Do you ever, like, when you just hear someone, or you just, like, you get that look and you just know that they're just being yeah. dirty, do you ever just think, just fuck off? Um, the thing that annoys me the most is when you catch them looking and yeah. you look at them and they still look. Yeah. That like, annoys me. Yeah. Whereas if they sort of turned away, I can be like, okay. Yeah. But it's just, like, to me, I have orange hair. It's not, like, the most, like, weirdest thing that anyone's ever seen. It's just a hair colour. But people seem to think, like judge me stare at me and i mean people do stare you can stare but it's the knowing you know when they're judging you for it like i find that teenagers the most very judgy um i've had situations where i've been on the bus going to work and i can see them sort of looking at me and saying comments and sort of sniggering and that makes me really uncomfortable yeah it's just sort of like what what's the point do you think though with teenagers obviously um, you know, maybe for you, um, certainly for me, but maybe for you as well, you're sort of at that age now where, you know, popularity just doesn't matter anymore. No, it yeah, is what definitely. it is. People that like you like you, people that yeah. don't, don't, couldn't give a shit. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't care less. But when you're a teenager, that is like the most important thing. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe in their eyes, bright orange hair isn't cool. Yeah. So they would never do it. Yeah. They'd never express themselves in that way. Definitely. So they're then, then they're, Ugh, excuse me. They're then looking at you like, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Whereas you're thinking, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. And that's the thing that you've got to do is just not let them get to you. Yeah. There's times that they do get to me, but then I think, then I have to remind myself that I do get complimented, like yeah. complimented on my hair. So therefore, and that probably weighs up a little bit more than the people that judge me. So there's yeah. also a positive side to it as well and you have to remind yourself that there is and that focus on the positives never focus on the negatives yeah don't focus on the negatives and therefore if you did focus on negatives they're winning they're Mm. getting what they want yeah yeah I get that because like uh, yeah focusing on on the positive that is one thing that um, helps me on a day to day basis something bad happens okay that bad thing's happened like that's not good but think of all the good things that have happened right you know, you've got a, you've got your you've got a house. Uh, you've got three crazy dogs. Take that as a positive or a negative, whatever <laughs> you want. Uh, I take it as a positive because I love them to bits. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got a wife who loves you. You've got a family who loves you. You've got you know, you, you you're never actually alone. Yeah. Unless you want to be. Yeah, I find with anxiety, so uh, for me personally, I find it hard to think positive. I'm very much focus on the negative because that's how my brain's trained itself to think yeah um so i've been in situations where uh through my anxiety that i've not had relationships um i haven't worked um i've only just sort of started actually my first ever job in march um i was just sort of getting to that point where it was like i'm not doing anything yeah and therefore it was just sort of getting worse and worse and for me, sort of, when someone does show a little interest, straight away I'll go, they're going to leave me. Um, that's my constant fear. People are going to leave me. Um, because there's people in the past that you sort of get close to um, and then leave. Um, yeah. And I also think, is it the anxiety side that people don't understand, that get scared of, uh, and then sort of leave? So I've always have that fear of, oh, I don't feel good enough for someone what if they don't like me, I'm this, I'm that. So my brain will go straight to that. Yeah. And that's the bit that 
I still need to work on. I still need to work on the positive, not yeah. the negative. And it's very hard to train your brain to think that way when it automatically goes negative, negative, negative. Because it's easier to think negative that, oh, that person will get bored of you. Because then when it happens, you've sort of built up that wall again that you're not going to get hurt as much. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think uh, I think in like humans in general um, will always focus on negative because that's easier yeah almost. definitely it's easier to understand the negative of everything you know um oh if i go downtown there's gonna be someone who don't like me they might try and punch me and that's easy for you to understand then uh I, I might go downtown there might be someone that likes me they might want to have a chat with me they might buy me a coffee yeah because your brain will go well that ain't never gonna happen yeah whereas the being punched sounds more realistic yeah in your mind even though there's a what, a 50-50 chance on both happening? Yeah. Someone might come up and say, oh, hello, mate. Do you want to come have a coffee, have a chat with me? You know, I, just, I just want to get to know you. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and there's also a good chance of, oh, I think I hate you. I don't know what it is yeah. about you, but I'm going to punch you in the face. Same thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like, there's a 50-50 on both. Definitely. But human nature will go straight away, that's more likely to happen. Yeah, because... I find that with anxiety of the fact of not having, like, experience in relationships, that it has affected me in a big way that as soon as someone does kind of sort of show interest, yeah. I become quickly attached, too attached, that um, with my anxiety, it's not just relationships, it's friendships, yeah. that if someone doesn't answer me, then I've done something wrong. Straight away, I've done something wrong. When By answer you, do you mean like text? Or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, say if I've messaged them and they've not answered me back, but maybe the worst is Facebook when they've read it. And straight yeah. away I'll go, I've done something wrong. Even though deep down you know you have, it's I've done something wrong. They're going to fall out with me and they're going to be this, they're going to be that. And I've had cases with like my best friend and I've realised that I'm like, that's it, I've done something. And, and then you sort of look for signs and you're like convincing yourself that you've done something and then you find out that you just didn't send the text. <laughs> <laughs> That's how your mind, like, almost, like, tries to rule you in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you're going, right, oh, you know, I texted, like, 45 minutes ago, they've not replied. Uh, what did I do? What, what was our last conversation? What, did, what was our last interaction? Yeah. What did we say? What did I do? Uh, uh, how are you doing? You are right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've done anything. Is it because I didn't reply quick enough, have I? Yeah. Uh, and then you look on your phone and go, oh, wait, I'm present. Yeah. It's something as simple as that, but yet your brain's gone through this whole thing. Yeah. It's tortured you for about 20 minutes where they've, it's gone, well, you've, you know, they're never going to talk to you again, you've fucked it. Yeah. And actually, you just don't press send. Yeah. Do you like having someone to talk to, but I do find that it kind of gets to the point where... I end up sort of feeling down if the person maybe isn't speaking to me and that's when I straight away go, I've done something wrong. They've got bored of me. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. Rather than, it's quite obvious that they're busy. And that's what my mum will say to me. They're busy. They're not on their phones 24-7. Like, people do have lives away from just, like, messaging. But my head will just straight away go, I've done something wrong. They're bored of me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, because the thing is as well is like, um, like with how 
like society is now. We're, like even while we're doing this, I've got my phone in my hand. <laughs> even as I'm trying to make a point about everyone always on their phone, I'm on my phone. <laughs> but obviously, that's more actually just looking at yeah questions and stuff like that. Because um, to sort of help us along, we I, I wrote this a couple of days ago, didn't I? Yeah. And um, sort of help us along, but. That doesn't take away from the fact that the whole time we've been having this conversation, I've had my phone in my hand and I've been looking at it. And that is kind of, I guess, where that sort of that feeling comes from of, yeah. well, you know, it's been 10 minutes. Why are they not yeah. replied? Because we expect everyone to be on their phone yeah. all the time. Because for me, I don't really have, I don't do much So when I'm home. So I do have my phone in my hand a lot. I like to speak to someone. So then I reply quick. Yeah. And I always have done, whereas some most people don't. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, yeah, I've done something wrong. But I also find social media doesn't help anxiety. No, okay, right. I, I like that you've mentioned that, actually, because that was one thing I wanted to ask you about, is um, obviously the, with social media, um, a lot of pressure comes with that, don't it? Yeah. Where, uh, you know... People will only put on there what they want you to know. Exactly. You know, they'll only put up their pictures of them where they look absolutely perfect. Yeah. You know, they've got their makeup done, they've got their hair yeah. done, they're wearing, you know, their perfect clothes, it's all nicely ironed, not like my t shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're sort of, you know, it's sort of the best of almost. It's like the best of compilation. And you think, you just see it, like, every day they're posting these pictures and their, ha- their house looks great, their face looks great, their hair looks great, their clothes look great. And you think, they've got the perfect life. My yeah. life isn't like that. You look around your house, you go, you know, this this doesn't look like what they're showing me. Yeah. Somehow it makes you feel inferior when actually you're just seeing the best of. Yeah, that's what I find. I found that I was waiting for someone to talk to me, I found that people, like most people, uh, would only speak if you spoke. And then you kind of come to a conclusion where it's like, well, if you don't make an effort, then certain people don't as well. Um, But I found myself, uh, because I never lived my teenage life, I never went out, I I, I never did anything. So I find myself still looking now of people that are married that I went to school with that have kids and I kind of look at myself and think I have none of that like comparing myself I compare myself yeah. a lot um so I'll compare myself to maybe someone I started talking to and maybe they've had an ex and I'll be like they're prettier than me they're this they're that and yeah. I feel like like social media doesn't help because like you say you see everyone's good points and then I look to myself and think, well, I've not done anything. I've not achieved yeah. this. I've not achieved that. Um, but it is definitely hard with social media. Yeah. But also, I found that was my way of speaking to people because I weren't going out. That was my only way of socialising. So mm. I would then go on to like other sites that were away from people that I know, like dating sites, because I couldn't go out, I couldn't go on dates, I couldn't meet guys... That was my only form of communication for people outside. Yeah, okay. So, although uh, it's it's had its negative uh, impact, it's also yeah. had good points yeah. as well. Um, in that, it's, it, although, you know, you uh, didn't feel able to actually go out and, you know, go on a date with someone or go out and, uh, like, uh, you know, just go out with your mates or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it just gave you that sort of that outlet to to do it in a way that felt 
safe and comfortable yeah. and in a way that you felt you could manage. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. Um, so, would you say, though, um, you know, if you were to sort of weigh up, uh, like, social media and its impact, would you say it's been more positive than negative or more negative than positive or is it about 50-50? I'd say more negative. Yeah? That, like I say, it did make me feel bad to the point where I had to um, stop myself going on it for so much, for for a little while. Uh, But not... I find myself coming home and scrolling through Facebook, looking at other people's lives and it was making me feel like, oh, I, I have no life. So it was making me feel worse and just sitting for someone to sort of waiting for someone to pop up and talk to me. And that's when you realise, like, they're not bothering. No. So, like, if you're close to certain people, so sort of, like, there would be guys that I speak to, and then you realise, well, they don't message unless you message. They're not making that effort. Um, so that did make me feel quite rubbish about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's not going to help. Ultimately, that's not going to help your, uh, like... <sighs> your mental state no it's not going to help your that that inner monologue that goes through everything and goes why are they not messaging me what yeah. what what's going on and then ultimately that's gonna ultimately bring you back down again isn't it? Yeah. so even if you've got yourself uh to a, a, a like a good situation it's inevitably uh, you know that social media is inevitably eventually going to bring you back down whether yeah. it's you know just takes you down bit by bit or whether it's just a sudden drop yeah uh, whether it be you know whether it be that comparing yourself to you know someone else's best of yeah that you know in your heart of hearts you know that their life isn't a hundred percent like that yeah you know in your heart of hearts you know that you know they they have the same shit as everyone yeah. else but they don't tell you that no so your mind goes well it's only you that's got the shit yeah it's difficult ain't it definitely one thing that um. What interested me actually, uh, when I was doing the research for this uh, this podcast, was um, although it's not something as uh, uh, like um, what do I want to say severe as what you what you've dealt with or what you deal with on a day to day basis, but I actually found out. Uh, and I don't know why I'm laughing because it's actually it's actually serious and actually true. But um, I've actually got an anxiety of my own. It's called toilet anxiety, right? Yeah. And I just thought I was just, like, being cautious. Like, I just don't like using public toilets, is what I thought. Yeah. But actually, um, what it is, is it's a problem. Um, I don't like to use the word problem, but it's basically using public toilets is is, is an issue. And I would rather, um, like, I'm more right to, you know, like, in the men's, you've probably never been in the men's, but the men's has, a like, a, a thing on the wall that you can wee in. Yeah. Right? I'm all right to use that. That's fine. Like, I'm sort of happy to do that. But when it comes to having to use an actual toilet, I can't do it. Now, I just thought it was just like, you know, just don't want to touch toilets, you know, people do all kinds of things in these public toilets, you know, don't want to, don't want it, sort of thing. But actually doing research, I found it's an actual anxiety. Yeah. And it actually advises that you get help for it. Really? And I have no idea. I've been doing this for years. Like, I will happily, if I need to go to the toilet out, I will yeah. happily wait till I get home. Yeah. To a point where, you're like, you know, when you, you hold it for that long, you get that pain in your tummy yeah. and it hurts and you just, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll happily wait. 
Yeah. Even if it's hours. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought I was just being cautious. But actually, it's an actual anxiety. It's an actual thing. Like, when I read that, I thought, oh, no, shit. Like, I didn't realise. Yeah. So, anxiety is... It's quite a, a, a broad spectrum, yeah. would you say, um, that it can actually be, like, for yourself, all-encompassing, or it can just be, like, a, a particular aspect of life. Yeah. And I, I had no idea until literally, um, when did I do the research? Thursday? It's now Saturday. So it's been on my mind all this time now, thinking, have I, you know, have I got to do something about this? Do I, you know, does something need to be done now? Yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Obviously, other than the, the discomfort of it, it doesn't. It's not a, like it doesn't. It's not like a massive problem. No. I don't think, but it recommends that I get help for it. So, I probably better add. Yeah. But yeah, like, has <laughs> I don't, don't want to go too far into this, but um, has that sort of been an aspect for you or? Yeah. It does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, this might involve poo talk. <laughs> We're already there. <laughs> um, for me, I do not like going for a number two round other people's houses. That's a shit in case you wondered. <laughs> um, even like certain family, public toilets I will avoid if I can as well. If yeah. I really have to go. Um, with I think with me, my anxiety is of, <laughs> this is really going to push up a bit smelling. I get embarrassed. Yeah. Very yeah. embarrassed. Um, but I invested in a thing called VI Poo. Other sprays are available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know if they are, but... <laughs> One of many. I think there, there's, like, a load of different ones on, like, eBay that you can get, like, more expensive ones. And, oh. um, but that has kind of made me a little bit more confident about using the toilet around people's houses because you just... A uh, couple of sprays before you go to the toilet and then it smells like... It smells really fruity, the one that I have, and it just smells like that. And it's made me sort of relax more that if I have to, I still sometimes choose not to go around people's houses and wait till I go home. Yeah. It's added, like, took away that added little bit of anxiety of, if I need to, I've got it with me. So where's in my handbag is there okay. if I need to. So you carry it around with you. Yeah. So you've always got one. So, see, uh, that's um, that's quite interesting. This, um, it shows, although that's quite a a narrow part of anxiety, yeah. um, you know, having anxiety around going to the toilet, uh, whether it's public or, you know, other people's, it's just not yeah. your own. Um, see, for me, it's more to do with, uh, like, the germ side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't care if it stinks. I'm quite happy. If it smells, it smells. I'm, yeah. I enjoy it, <laughs> weirdly. Uh, but for you, it's more to do with the actual worry of it smelling. Yeah. And it is a little bit with public toilets. They make, like, I'm not good with really bad smells. I will be sick. So I find myself, if I have to use one, not to think about it too much because I'm, like, I'm making myself sick from just yeah. thinking about using it. Yeah. Um, but if it's a nice one that's kept and doesn't smell, it's fine. But if it smells and it's dirty, I will not use it. won't use it. Yeah. Yeah, because, like... Obviously, there's 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 good and bad with everything, isn't there? Yeah. You know, sometimes you go in one and, and actually it's quite clean, and you think I'd probably be all right in there. Yeah. But there's still that little bit in the back of your mind, and you you can't see germs, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, okay. I have the situation at work. So, in our our office is only small, 
And um, our toilet is right smack in the office. Right. Um, so, like, I don't mind a wee. Like, fine with a wee, but if I have to go for a poo, I... And the fact is, everyone can hear you. There's no radio. Yeah. Everyone can hear you. Like, you can, they can hear you fart. They can hear you, like, <laughs> everything. And the fact that it, the smell would go into the office, because it's yeah. like, that puts me off. So I will literally hold on until I have to go home. Or if it gets to that point, I will go over to Morrison's. Wow. And go. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it's, it's embarrassment for me. I don't yeah. want someone to go, oh, oh, that, what's that smell? You was in there last. It's, em- it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Even though sometimes people do that as a, like a joke. Yeah, it, but to me, for you, that ain't I funny. take things to yeah, heart a lot yeah. more. I'm a lot more sensitive than someone that could just brush it off. I find that, say, someone gives me change or like I give them the wrong change at a till and they're like, oh, that's not right. That will stick with me for the whole, whole day of thinking, but they thought you looked like an idiot. So it's sort of, it's not something that you can just sort of brush off. Like most people yeah. are like, oh, that was funny, that was a mistake. For yeah. me, it sticks around and I'm like, you look stupid. And you worry so. about it. <coughs> Excuse me? So, like, even just something as simple as, you know, you might have been 50p short, yeah. that'll bother you for the entire day. Yeah. And it's just in your head. Yeah. It's just there, just... So your brain I'll, sort of, do you, would you say your brain sort of tortures you with it yeah. in a way? And I'll, yeah. So I used to... I still do it now, to be honest. When I'm with my mum, I'll make her pay for stuff. Right. Um, same as using my card. Um, I was using it at, like, a shop and trying to put, like, my pin in because I don't use it very often. I'm very much a cash kind of person. Fair enough. Um, first time went wrong. Second time went wrong. And obviously you get... Do you use it three attempts? Yeah, three attempts in the um, box. It put me off. So I ref- I will not use my card now. Um, if we use it, my mum has to do it. So situations that I've been embarrassed that affect me, I will kind of be like, I'm, I'm not doing it. So if it happens once, you avoid yeah. it? Yeah. Wow, okay. So, uh, so if you, do you like carry your card on you? Have you got it? No. Like now? No. My mum has mum's my card, it. yeah. Your mum's got it. So you'd literally, what would you do? Go to the cash point, get your money out for whatever, you know, like today we're obviously um, going out later. My mum would get it out for me. Okay. Um, that's partly because she has my card to get money out to pay bills. So it's just for easier for me yeah. to carry cash. But I will say to her, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, I also find that in shops, I will sort of drag behind. Um, if I'm with someone like my mum, I have to make her go first into a shop. Right. Or... I sort of, yeah, go behind and sort of follow. Okay. So is that like a, another uh, manifestation yeah. of, of the anxiety? Yeah. Um, uh, f- forgive my uh, my ignorance on this one, but is that like, uh, like a worry of what's going on in there? I think it's say? just a thing of being judged and that I don't want to take the lead in things. Sometimes I have to, obviously... There's no choice if I'm on my own. But I will then kind of need to find something. I'll let my mum find it. I'll let my mum pay for stuff because of situations that in the past that, like I say, short change or I'll use a note, like a note, instead of knowing full well that I have the change to give it of that thought of if I do it wrong, I'll just use a note. So I forever have like loads of change in my purse because of it. 
oh. and it's sort of if I have to do it that's my comfort of just use a note that's fine yeah yeah I get that this is actually uh, this is actually turning out to be quite uh, worrying for me in a way this uh, not worrying like I ain't, I ain't worried but like when you're saying there about uh, like uh, you know not wanting to get the change out and you know count it out uh, and instead rather using just a note because it's easier. I find myself I do that. Yeah. Like I've got here, just here, there's loads and loads of change in there because what I'll do is, you know, if I'm just say I'm like uh, buying a sandwich or something, I'll just literally go with a, a, a ten pound note, twenty pound note, buy the sandwich. Then I've got loads of change I put in there. And then later on, I'll go and buy something else. Yeah. I get another note out, yeah. and I'll just put all the change in there, and then I don't use it. Yeah. Oh, right. The only time I will use change is if I'm like on a self checkout thing. So right. like I've got loads of fifty piece, twenty piece. I will then do it that way because there's no one there to kind of judge me to say you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, because you can just put it in the little slot. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and it just comes up on the screen how much you put in. So then you don't have that kind of that. Uh, like the human interaction that makes you feel embarrassed yeah. by it. So, you know, if you think, you're, you know, it comes up and says £8.20, and you think, right, I've got £8.20, then you yeah. put it in. It's, it's there. Like, it's showing you the countdown of how much you've got yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, I'm no good at maths, I'm no good at thinking, like, in my head. If someone said, oh, you need, you've only given me so much, I might be like, well, I don't know how much I'm supposed to give you, like, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do also feel when I do use the self-checkout and use loads of my coins, straight away it's the thought of, there's always someone that helps there watching me. Yeah. And straight away I'll think, oh, they probably think like, oh, she can't afford to do that. Every time of anxiety, it's straight away someone's watching, someone's judging. Yeah. Right. So, is it like, uh, is that like, I don't want to sort of reduce the, the whole thing down to sort of one thing, but would you say it is actually a bit of a like a thing about people watching you yeah. um, and what they're thinking of you. Yeah. Even though, you know, sometimes it is just innocent, they just happen to look your yeah. way and your brain will straight away go, uh, they're judging yeah. you. Because and actually, they're probably all, not even thinking about we you. All, we all do it. We all Absolutely. look. You go past in a car, you look at the people and then, but if, if I see someone, I straight away like, yeah, they're judging me, they're saying something about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think we all do do that, especially... Uh, you might get someone like you get like the teenage lads in there. You know they're done up cars and they drive slowly past you and they all stare at you. Yeah. My instant thought is, are they going to stop? Yeah. Are they going to come and say something to me? Yeah. Because I don't want that. Yeah. I never think for a second that they're just going to drive off and you know they're not interested yeah. in anything. Like my my brain will always go, oh he's going to pull over in a minute. I'm going to have to go down this road here. I don't know where this road goes. Yeah. I'm going to go down here. And it's when I say it out loud, I think. You sound ridiculous saying that. Yeah. But it's it's a reality of yeah. what almost how your mind works. It's like I've been in a situation sort of yesterday. Um so I go to a certain calf, I'm not gonna say any names. Um, I know someone that sort of works there through like school and that and I just thought being friendly, add them on Facebook and that they haven't accepted, but I was on the bus sort of yesterday. And I saw them, they turned around and said to someone else, and they both turned around. So I straight away assumed that's what he was saying. Yeah. Um, and it's now put me off wanting to go there because I feel stupid. Um, so, no, me, I'll probably avoid to go in there now. Yeah. 
Whereas some people were like, well, sod it. Yeah, it yeah, sticks yeah. with me and the fear of being sort of embarrassed. When really, it was just a friendly kind just of... A... I kind of know the person and I know their family member. It was just mm. kind of like a friendly thing. But it's the way that they said it and then the other person turned around. It was obvious because they saw me and then turned around and then the other person. It was obvious what they were on about. And it made me feel really stupid. Like, yeah. when I shouldn't. But No, no, that's it. Again, that comes back to what we were talking about previously about, you know, social media and its negativity, um, you know, the negative chronifications, if you like, um, of it. And a little bit, uh, you know, how it's kind of got us all a bit like we're all worried now. You know, if something, you know, you post something on Facebook, if by the end of the day it hasn't got any more than 10 likes, it's like, well, what's wrong with this picture, you know? You know, I put a joke on there. Why is nobody likes it? Yeah. You know, why is you know why is not why is it not being shared? Why does it matter? Yeah. But it's it's become uh, like a, an entity of its own where it, it 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 tries to make you make it matter. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, it has it has become something that matters. Yeah. And you know, and this the whole you know. Um, social media, um, people call it phenomenon, but I don't like that word because I don't think it is a phenomenon. I think it's just a bit of binary, a website, ultimately meaningless. But we're all kind of addicted to it. Yeah. And it's become a bit of a... I think it's a problem. Yeah. I I think it is a problem. And, you know, it's become a a thing that people are addicted to... um, and I think the word addiction is a good word for it because addiction in itself it says that the word addiction basically has negative qualifications yeah. to it. You know, you're never addicted to something good. I'm not no. addicted to oxygen. Yeah. Oxygen's good. It's not an addiction. Yeah. You know, I'm not addicted to water. Yeah. Water's good. I drink it all the time. We're drinking some now. It's not an addiction. I also find that uh, with my worry is when you uh, take pictures on Facebook... You like you were saying earlier. You look the best. Like yeah. you make the effort. You look like you look so much different. So my fear has always been of the fact that I do not look like my profile pictures twenty four seven. In fact, it's like a rare occasion that I am that kind of like done up with makeup. So then my worry is you meet someone online. Like I tend to meet people online and speak yeah. to them. My fear is. They then meet me and they're like, you look like, oh, you look nothing like that. In fact, like my fear at the minute is my pictures make me like good angles, make you look slimmer. My fear is that I've been sort of talking about recently with like my mum is they meet me and then they're like, oh, you look nothing like your pictures. You're chubby, you're this, you're that. So it is a constant fear of you don't look like what you do. And then when you meet someone, they're like, oh, like reject you because you don't look like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy for me to say this because obviously, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm married, you know, I'm settled, I'm happy, but like how I feel about things now, um, and obviously, you know, when I was younger, this is definitely not how I felt, but certainly now what I try um, and think is, do you, do you know what? If people look at you, you know, if people look at you in a certain way, 
you know, they see you online, you've got your makeup done, you've got your hair done. Obviously, I don't do that on Facebook, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you look a certain way. Um, how, you know, however it was achieved, you know, it doesn't matter. No. You know, they look at you and go, oh, yeah, you know, I like them. And then when you meet them, obviously, you know, you're not from that certain angle anymore. Yeah. You know, you're an actual person. You're not, you know, you're not just an image, a piece of iconography. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they go, oh, no, maybe not. Then I just think, fuck them, like the pursuit of happiness is has been materialized to a point now where we don't really know what happiness is. Yeah. Uh, and the only true way I found um, that I found happiness is to look within. Yeah. Um, which sounds really heavy, I know, but um, things like yoga and and meditation uh, have helped me to search uh, sort of within myself to find that that happiness. And would you say that, uh, like, that would help people with, like, anxieties? Like, if they did some yoga or if they did, like, some meditation, it sounds like... If, if, have you ever done yoga or no. meditation? I recommend it um, because it sort of... Particularly when you're at your lowest, right? Um, I found this gives me the best results. Um, it sort of takes you out of yourself yeah. a little bit you know, obviously the the feelings of emptiness or the feelings of, you know, overwhelmed and anxiety, they're still there. Uh, it takes time, obviously, you know, it's not a quick fix solution. Yeah. But practising yoga, practising meditation um, regularly, uh, I found has, you know, it's good for your body as well. You know, I wouldn't have lost as much weight as I have without it. I truly believe that. But um, I think that it's... it's uh, yoga's kind of been... Um, sort of packaged by media as a um, uh, what do I want to say like a luxury yeah where they sort of go well you know if you're you know, a, a well off middle aged woman that doesn't have to work then you can do yoga yeah but everyone else it's not open to you yeah go to work and shut up yeah when actually that's not the case at all um, it's very much a it's as much spiritual as it is physical. Yeah. So it gives you sort of an all-round, all-encompassing kind of uh, experience. And the first time you do it, you do feel pretty daft. Yeah. At first, which is why I recommend doing it at home on your yeah. own. Do it on your own. You think, oh, I feel a bit daft standing on one leg in my lounge. But, <laughs> you know, you do it a few times and go, actually, I'm starting to feel something here. Yeah. This is giving me something. Um, I do believe that there are things that can help you find things that can cope with it better. Yeah, um, Like you yeah. say, it doesn't cure you. Uh, medication doesn't cure you. But I think you can get help from people to support you with it. But the yeah. only person that can make you kind of better is yourself. Yeah. And I found, I found that. Um, people, psychiatrists could teach me so much. But... It came down to it. It was me that decided to go for the job that I went to. It was me that pushed myself. Um, so, like, it's only yourself that can do it. Yeah. Others can support you, encourage you, but it is yourself. It's only you that can get yourself out of that little rut that you're stuck in. Yeah, yeah. So, was there... Uh, obviously, you, you said a couple of times now about your job, and obviously it being your first job. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, was there like was there like a, a defining moment where you just went right? I'm I'm doing this now. Yeah. 
Um, so the people that I do work with were helping me with my anxiety. Um, and I sort of, I loved the atmosphere when I was there and I kind of just like, oh, I'd, I'd love to work here one day. Not thinking that it would be as soon as sort of what it was. I think I was seeing them for maybe six months. Right. Um, and a job came up on Facebook and I was just like, I'd love to do that, but I didn't feel nowhere like ready. My kind of progress was just getting out it wasn't job related whereas some people do sort of job related stuff um and then my kind of champion the person that was helping me was like oh there's a job going have you seen it I was like yeah but I don't think I'm ready and she was like you are ready and I was like really she was like you are ready um so I sort of had sort of words with my mum and was like but am I because I was like I'm scared that if I go for it and then can't cope, that's it. I've got no money at all. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be gone and won't be able to live on anything. Um, and then I sort of said to myself, well, you know everyone that works there. You know what they do because they've been helping you. Why not try? And yeah. I mean, it was scary. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um but I kind of was like, do you know what? It's now or never. Because I always planned that I've always said that I wanted to work. But I thought if I turn this down, this perfect opportunity of, like I say, knowing everyone, knowing what they yeah. do, knowing the place, I'm never going to do it. So I kind of was just like, yeah, do you know what? I'll do it. The interview was quite scary. Um, I had to do like a um, role play to start with. Oh, so okay. I had to pretend that I was like a champion do you want to do some now i'm joking i'm joking i had to pretend i was like a champion which is my job um and the two sort of my two colleagues were in there and i had to sort of plan stuff and then go in as if they were like people that needed help right um and then the worst thing ever they told me i had to do a presentation with someone how did that go um it went actually really well. We had to come up with an idea of like, it's supposed to be like an end of year event of showcasing everything that we've done. Um, that was the scariest for me. That was the hardest sort of one because obviously you have the normal interview. But I was like, do you know what? Just give it a go. What's yeah, the worst? Yeah. That's what I kind of say to myself now. Um, what's the worst? They're going to say no. You do your best. It's not the end of the world. You keep trying. Keep trying, yeah, yeah. So are you now... <sighs> I'm getting the like the impression here that you're kind of now in control. Definitely. And now you're a bit more like, you know, you're in control of it. You're almost driven, make, well, actually driven to, to just go, right, I'm, I'm just going to live my life now. Yeah. This is, you know, this is not working for me. Yeah, definitely. I've got to do this. I've changed a lot since starting this job. Um, I hated talking on the phone um hated meeting new people when really that's what my job is yeah i felt like it's tough you've got to do it you've got no choice whereas having that choice of uh not wanting like meeting someone or talking on the phone you can make an excuse out because i would do it all the while like i'm busy i'm doing this i'm doing that whereas work-wise it was like you've got no choice you've got to do it therefore you've got to do it and it'll help you. Yeah. Um, loads of people have said how much I've changed. I'm more confident. Um, I'm talking to new people. I speak to people, yeah. speak to people in the street, um, on the bus. Like There's a few people that get the bus the same time as me. And we've quite like made quite a few friends from it. And it's just, 
it has changed me so much and I'm sort of so happy and I definitely wouldn't have done it without my mum. My mum being there, supporting me, sort of having belief when I didn't believe in myself. I always used to say, it's quite it's quite sad, um, I'd get to the point where I said, I want to be normal or I don't want to be here anymore because I didn't feel normal. Normal yeah. people were out there working and I felt like a disappointment. I hadn't achieved... I did college and I did that, but I hadn't achieved anything. Nothing that I felt like she could be proud of. Bloody hell, mate. But... So it really was like... Uh... It was, like, basically consuming you. Not even yeah. just your life. Actually, you as a person. Yeah. You were just not there now. No. Oh, even, you know I remember the day that my nan said, you've lost your bubbliness. Where has it gone? And that got to me, because then I realised, yeah. like, people are noticing that yeah. I'm not the same. Yeah, because obviously, like... Uh, like, I love your nan. Um, but, yeah, when, when someone, like, that close to you, obviously, because you're quite close with your nan... Obviously, uh, so when your nan obviously said that to you, that must have gave you that feeling inside, like, oh, man, yeah, what's happening to me? And that, that was sort of, like, on the way to college in the car. She's like, you've, you've lost your bubbliness. And I was just like, mm. I was just like, I know, like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so like, obviously now things are good. Yep. Doing all right. Um, I, has that been, like, a... Uh, like an inward like force from yourself like right I'm doing this now or is that been like the gentle encouragement from you like your mum and the people that you now work um, with everything really encouraging Mixture. from everyone to like my mum to myself and uh, but yeah it's everyone like everyone that's been supportive and kind of understood that things I struggle with but might take slower for me to do than other people yeah. but just just having that encouragement of people going, you can do this. Like, I doubt myself a lot. And for my mum to just say, you can do this. Like, I had a job interview and I woke up and I, like, as much as I'm good, I still have my bad days. There's days where I struggle, that I don't want to go into work. Uh, there's days that, like, I had an interview and I got up and was in tears because I was so anxious and said, I don't want to do this. But for my mum going, you can do this just try your best that's all that matters just having that person there to say you can do this it's fine yeah helps yeah because that doubt i have in myself then you realize that people believe in you and a lot of people even the people that i work with family have said how much i've changed yeah yeah i think when you lack the self-belief yeah it's important to have someone who goes look i believe in you yeah you can do this definitely um, and I think that's kind of uh, like underestimated almost in in, in every every lay life, not just you know for people uh, like us with some sort of uh, mental health issue. Yeah. I think in general, you know, we just need a little bit more like positivity. Yeah. Would you say? Uh, like there needs to just be more positivity in the world anyway. I think, but um, particularly you know between each other, you know, if you think you know, we've all had this conversation. You know, you might be thinking about doing something like. Uh, whether it's something as simple as a podcast or you know you want to start a business and you think oh, I can't I can't do that it's not yeah. going to be a success you almost need that person to go come on yeah. you can do this and it's going to be good yeah because I mean obviously you know I, I'm self-employed now um, that was 
fucking terrifying. I don't mind admitting yeah. that. And there was moments where I sort of thought, oh, God, I can't do this. You know, self-employed, I've got to be in charge of, you know, how many hours I work. Well, I'm self-employed. There's no one to push me. I'll just yeah. sit at home all day. Yeah. I don't. Um, you know, then I think, oh, you know, and then I've got to be in charge of, you know, the account side of things. I don't know nothing about accounts. I can't even do the simplest of maths. Yeah. How am I going to keep in charge of this stuff? Turns out you can get an accountant. Get a good accountant, they sort it out for you. So that's that sorted. Yeah. No longer worried about either of those two things. Um, you know, where am I going to get the business from? You know, who who am I going to have come to this business? Turns out Facebook, although we've said <laughs> about <laughs> social media, yeah. Facebook is actually really good. Um, you know, particularly for the business I'm in, uh, it, you just one post and you get about 15 people messaging, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking for, you know, that. Um, so... Yeah, and but I, I was the same. I had that kind of that feeling of like, I can't do that. Like, thinking I, the worst thing possible. Yeah, is gonna like, happen. oh, it's gonna fail. I'll end up, yeah. you know, picking up rubbish or something like that. Not there's anything wrong with that. But you know, this it's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but that's where I'm gonna end up. And then, it's nearly been a year now, and actually, like, business is going really well. Like, even this close to Christmas, everyone was like, close to Christmas, mate. Yeah, it'll go quiet. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get like three weeks off of Christmas. I'm having to force two weeks off. I'm having to force <laughs> it. I'm like, good. I'm having two weeks off. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's back to that thing we, we talked about earlier about the focus on, focusing on the negative is part of human nature. Yeah. Um, some people, some people can deal with that. Some people can deal with that and, you know, they're okay with that. You know, the, 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 the negativity that, you know, but they can be generally positive. And then some people, uh, you know, like me, I can't deal with negativity. I can't, I struggle even to this day, I struggle to be around negative people. Yeah. Because it will just bring me straight down. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, you know, I could be like, right now, like, quite happy. We've had, we've done another podcast before this. We've had a bit of a laugh, been mucking about for a bit. Um, But if I was in, you know, if someone now came into this room and was really negative, that'd bring me right crashing down and I'd go into a right bad mood and I'd probably storm off into my bedroom, shut the door and I wouldn't come out for the rest of the day. Yeah. Because um, I just I just can't be around it and I struggle with it so bad, um, and for me that's one thing that does trigger like these these well not even feelings more lack of feelings I just feel oh, fuck this I, I give up you know. yeah and yeah I think the climate you're in or you know the people you're around do you know have an impact on that definitely um, you know and I, I should imagine it's the same with anxieties as well uh, you know if you're around a lot of negativity that's going to ultimately lead you to be negative yeah and uh it's just you just don't need it no and you know and i I tell people this all the time you know if if you know they're like moaning oh this person's always being negative you know oh they're always miserable fuck them off then yeah (laughs) that's what i say fuck them off because ultimately they're going to bring you down and you don't need that no you're your own mind can do that on its own. Definitely, it doesn't yeah. need help. No. The people you need are the people that are going to bring you up. Yeah. You know. People that believe in you that tell yeah. you you can when your brain or yourself says you can't. Yeah, yeah. Then people that are going to be like on your side. Yeah. I think they're they're the most valuable people. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, and like you said for yourself, you know, you you found that in different places. Work with your mum, your nan, this company. 
which I don't know if we're allowed to say the name of, but uh, yeah, we won't say. We won't say the name of it. Uh, <laughs> but this this particular well, charity is it a charity? Yeah, yeah. Um, that has helped you and then ultimately gave you a job for you to help other people. Yeah, that must actually be quite rewarding in itself that you've gone from being helped to now helping other people that that's, are in a similar situation. That's why I went for the job. I like it. That's because I thought there's people that I work with that have been in similar situations and I thought, do you know what? I want to help others like I've been helped and that's mainly the reason why I went for it. I was like, because I can sort of, might not be exactly the same, but I can sort of understand where people are coming from. Yeah. I can give them the time to be able to like, like this is fine, this is... This is this, this is that, and yeah, that that's why I went for this job. Yeah, I think that you're you're exactly what they need, because there's no point in me going to, to help them. Yeah, I don't know nothing about it. Well, I do now. Yeah, I do now. I understand it a little bit better, but I still don't feel that would uh, qualify me to 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 help these people on a day to day basis. I mean, yeah. Um. Ultimately. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you've you've lived this stuff. You know, yeah. you've you've lived it, you've dealt with it, you're now on the other side of it. Um obviously, you know, there's days we all have them. We yeah. have days that are just not as easy as others. You know, it's never gonna be plain sailing. No. But life isn't, is it? No. Uh but yeah, so you're I think you're perfectly qualified to do that as a job. Yeah. Because you know what it's like. You know what it's like at the worst end of it. You know what it's like at the best end of it. Yeah. You know what it's like in between. And you can say to them, look, I've been through this, but look at me now. It's possible. It's possible to get, get like, overcome it. And I think that they can also, when you said, I've experienced something like this, they can open up to you more. Whereas yeah. if you didn't know, people do find it hard to kind of understand it. And you could just be like, well, yeah, and do this and do that. But yeah. I think in that sort of thing, you need to understand it or have some kind of experience. Because even my mum says now, she's been around me and I've had it, like, for years. Yeah. And she sometimes finds it hard to say, like, one, someday, like one day I'm fine and the next I'm not. Yeah. And she would admit that she finds it hard, but she finds it hard, but she still is there for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess, although she's dealt with it from the outside, she hasn't probably... Well, we don't know. No. But she probably hasn't dealt with it to that extreme on the inside. No. So, you know, you don't know. Although, you've obviously... You've opened up quite a lot today, which, you know, I really appreciate. Because this, you know, I think this podcast, we need to get it out to people. And uh, I think it's going to help. Even if, you know, just, just... It just gets one person to go and talk to someone. Yeah. It's important to talk. Uh, I when I first started having like experience in it, I wouldn't talk. No. Therefore, it gets it's like a big snowball. It gets worse and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Um, I find that even if I just talk about the littlest thing that's worrying me, or even have a cry, it's okay to cry. I feel like I'm yeah. stressed. I'll go to say I go to sort of work and I'm stressed and I'm having a bad day with anxiety. I find that if I then talk to someone, I'm fine afterwards to let it out. And then them feelings kind of don't get... They're not as bad, and you've let it out. They're aware that you're having a bad day. Or having a cry. Sometimes yeah. to let your emotions out. Because the more you keep it in, the harder it is. Yeah. And just let it out. And then sometimes, for me, that makes me feel better afterwards. I've had a cry. I've said how I felt. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's good to externalise it. Um, you know, you just need that... You know, you only need one person that will listen to you. Yeah. And just, you know, just get it off your chest... 
Um, you know, you don't even necessarily sometimes, I mean, for me personally, you know, I don't need a solution. I just need to get it out. Yeah, I just need to get rid of it. Yeah, because especially when you don't have a reason to why you feel this way, which is quite often to what I do feel. And I'm sort of there like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, but I just need to talk about it. I just need to talk about how I feel. And then after that, I've had that at work and then I'm fine. Yeah. I've let it all out because it does make you quite emotional. Then you feel like the weight's kind of lifted. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you get that weight off your shoulders. Yeah. And it's like, <sighs> I can breathe now. Yeah. Right, let's get on with this day. Definitely. Yeah, I get that. Because it's important, especially in, uh, I'd say that you'd have to do it as well. You could be having a bad day, but when you work with other people, sort of like with mine with a charity and yours with yours, you have yeah. to put on this happy-go-lucky, energetic kind of person even when you're having the bad days because... You can't let them know that you're having a bad day, so no. it can be really draining. Yeah, but yeah. it can it yeah. can sort of help at the same time because you're not there to tell them your problems. You're there to listen to what they want. Yeah, to sort of say and what they need help with. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, you know, with my job, I'm in and out all day. I'm in and out the house. You know, um, it might be a five minute quick come in, use the toilet, grab a drink, off a go again. Yeah, but then sometimes. You know, I might be in for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, and on those bad days, those couple of hours can feel like a lifetime. Yeah. Where sometimes I, I just need to be around people and just, you know, giving them, you know, information, you know, whether it's, you know, helping them to learn to drive, you know, or, you know, doing this. I mean, this is, this has really helped today. Um, one, to understand anxiety, but two, you know, getting that, getting that information from you. Um, and hopefully I've given you some sort of information I've yeah, rambled on definitely. for fucking long enough but <laughs> um, but you know just sometimes just that exchange of, of information about anything and, and it just takes your mind off of how you're feeling sometimes and sometimes you need that and actually you can go away and go actually do you know what I'm yeah. right now I've, I've found that I can speak about it a lot easier now uh, maybe if you'd got me last year I'd be crying I mean yeah. there was times a little bit when I'm I'm a little bit like oh like would get I will get upset about it. Yeah. But I want to sort of now that I've sort of I've not overcome it, I'm not cured. Yeah. But just sort of pushing myself, I've now sort of become a lot more confident in it. Yeah. And recognising when I'm not okay with my anxiety and what I need to do when I'm not okay. Yeah. That's a an important uh like turning point, isn't it? When you can actually go, Right, this isn't right, this is this is the anxiety coming back now. What do I need to do? Okay, I need to do this, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. Um, I, it took me quite a while to, to understand, you know, when my depression's hitting me. Um, because before, it would just sort of, it almost just, like, hit you there and then, and then you don't realise. And then it's not until you look at you, you know, you might look at your watch or something and go, I haven't spoken for hours. Yeah. Like, I'm in a room with someone else and I haven't said anything for hours. What's yeah. going on? And I'm not thinking anything. Do you realise now when you are? Because I do. I become very snappy when I'm depressed. Yeah. Um, and I find that I'll just... in the. I find that when I'm on my own in the evening, so like my mum's gone to bed, that's the worst for me. Yeah. If I think too much, I'll end up sort of crying and I can't get out this rut, so I'll just go to sleep. It's yeah. like, just, just go to sleep. Um, same with my anxiety. It sounds weird. Uh, when I'm anxious... 
my feet, like, I'll be fidgety, so, like, my feet will sort of fidget, and I'm like, that's that's my anxiety, that is. Yeah. So it's it's good to sort of recognise when these yeah. symptoms are coming on, to be able to sort of handle it a bit better than when it's sort of not. But, like, I think with depression, it's harder to kind of notice, because I'll be having good days and doing OK, and then all of a sudden, I'll come home in the evening, I'm like, I'm not happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It just, it does, doesn't it? Like, you could be absolutely fine. One little thing happens, boom. Yeah. And you're rock bottom again. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and you're trying to, like, well, for me personally, I try and talk myself out of it, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But your brain goes, no, it, yeah. it, it, it was. Yeah. It, it, this, is, this is the end, mate. You've, 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 you've ruined it this time. That's it. You fucked it. And you're thinking, like, oh, you know, was it that bad? Yeah. And your brain goes, yeah, it was. Yeah. You've done it now, mate. You've had it. And you think, oh no, fuck, you know, I shouldn't have done that thing, whatever yeah. it was. And it might be something stupid, like, you know, you just upset someone because you said, you know, you tried to make a joke, like, yeah. this is me. Trying to make a joke and they've gone, oh, that, that ain't funny, mate, you've upset me now. Yeah. And you think, oh, they're never going to talk to me again. It's important to also know that it's not you, it's like a, a, like a chemical, like an imbalanced chemical in your yeah. brain that does it. So it's not, it's not you, it's your brain. Yeah. And then that's what I say to myself. It's not. It's not me. It's my. It's my brain. Like the imbalance of it. Yeah. To then to think sort of like yeah. It's it's not me. It's not part of me. It's not me. It's just something I have. It's not me. Yeah. It's just a condition. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's like. I think for both of us now we're we're both like uh we're we're both lucky that you know um respectively our mental illnesses are. are at a level now that we can we can sort of deal with them a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, you know you have your days where you you just can't. It, it happens, but I mean for me definitely. Um, and from what you said, it sounds like the same for you as well. It's more you know more up than down now. Yeah. Where you know you're more, you know you you have more days where things are great. Yeah. You know you're having a bit of a laugh. You know whatever. You know you just have good days. I do feel like now. I'm living my life, the life that I didn't have. Um, it is slowly, I always think it's important, baby steps, as I call them, baby yeah, steps yeah. at a time. Don't push yourself. Because if you push yourself, and then you'll come down harder, you'll fall yeah. harder, you'll start at square one, and it'll knock you back, and you might not want to carry on. Yeah. Um, so it's important to do sort of baby steps at a time to sort of realise that Still. there's no rush. Yeah. Um, because I always kind of get embarrassed that I've not had that kind of teenage years of relationships and, and things like that that I've missed out a lot a lot on that people my age are now like I said before married kids and I've never really had any of that yeah. but people say like sort of remind me you're still young you're still sort of you, you will get it in time there's no hurry and I think it's the thing of the end thing that you have to be with someone you've yeah. got to be with someone yeah. But you don't have to be. Like, it takes time. And, like, um, there's, like, a quote from RuPaul saying, like... Um, That's the uh, drag queen drag queens. Thing, I think right? it's, yeah. like, um, how can you how can you love anyone if you don't love yourself? So that's like that. the kind of... I think it's in that sort of form. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to learn to love myself before I can let someone in and love them.
So thank you again to Vicky for sharing her story with us today. If you have any kind of mental health issues, uh, whether it's depression, anxiety, make sure you seek some sort of help, whether it's just to have a chat with someone who's in the know about the situation and who can help you. Uh, In the description box, I'm going to put some places where you can go for help, places like Mind uh, UK, uh, places like Anxiety UK and depression charities, and just make sure that if you feel like you need that help, you can find it easily. Thanks for listening and join us again next time.